the last one. <coughs> I'm trying to take my, uh, my Bible to even on yours. over the last few months. I'm on, uh, what is this now, my 11th message on Ecclesiastes. We're just about going past halfway. Amen. Amen. That's great. So for the the sake of time, I'm not going to recap from the last five chapters. Uh, Everyone said praise the Lord. Uh, if I did, we'll be here all morning. So instead, we're, we're, gonna, we're not going to go back and, um, and go through all that again. So what I'd suggest you do is, if you haven't already um, heard them, go back on, um, and listen to them online. Uh, they're, they're all there. They should be all there. Um, just to go through some of these, uh, some of these chapters is, is, is quite something. Um, and uh, there's uh, a lot to, to, to learn um, so it's, it's been an inter- interesting, if not slightly sobering, journey so far. Uh, but there's some wisdom in this book, and I urge you to read it. And um, not only that, but also the book of Proverbs. I mean, Solomon was a wise man, that's for sure. And he had a lot of wisdom to share. And uh, there's a lot in, in Ecclesiastes and the book of Proverbs. Um, so I'd urge you to do that, uh, if, if you don't already do so. Um, but... Um, so if you would stand with me out of respect to the reading of the Word of God, we'll start in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 1 through to 12. I don't know how far we'll get through this morning, but um, we will try and get through these four verses this morning. Um, and we'll try and speed through to, to chapter 12, where it's a bit more uplifting. Right? Amen. So, uh, the Bible reads here in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 1 through 12. And we start, a good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men, and the living will lay it to his heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the, of the uh, countenance the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. But the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. For as the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of the fool. This also is vanity. Surely oppression maketh a wise man mad, and a gift destroyeth the heart. Better is the end of, of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patience. A patient in spirit is better than a proud in spirit. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Say not thou what what is the, the cause that the former days were better than these.
For, the, for thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. Wisdom is good with an inheritance, and by it there is profit to them that see the sun. And finally, verse 12, For wisdom is a defense, and money is a defense. But the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this table. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for this this, uh, this book and this man, uh, King Solomon. And Lord, we thank you for the wisdom contained in the Bible. And Lord, pray you'd help me to, to present this message clearly. Pray you'd help me to help your people. Pray you're blessed now in Jesus' name. Amen. So I have a question for you this morning. Um, the title of this uh, message is, um, ad or, I've only just gave, given it a name, Adversity. But there's a couple of um, points about this I'd like to, to get across. One of the, the very first one is the benefits of adversity. So the question is, what are the benefits of adversity? And how can adverse, adversity have any benefits? So try to remember this question as we go through the verses this morning. Um, and we're going to start off in the very first verse, and we're going to see uh, the benefits of adversity, and that there are some benefits to be had. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 1 says, And a good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. In verse 1, it says it's better to have a good reputation, and it's valued more highly than expensive material luxuries. We see an example of this in Matthew chapter 26, verses 7 to 9. It says, There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box, a very precious ointment. So, who is this person coming to? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And poured it on his head, and he sat at meat, when he, as, he, as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for, for much and given to the poor. So we see that there, there's, there's it's, uh, a, 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 a good reputation is better than these things. And uh, the woman having having this, having this wanting to bless Jesus Christ saw the difference, saw the importance of it, and saw that there was, there was limited time that she had with, with Jesus and she wanted to be a blessing to him. Now, when one when one uh, has a uh, such a reputation, uh, the day of death is better than the day of birth. The deceased leaves behind a good reputation, whereas at birth he entered upon life of trouble, labor, and uncertainty. So this is the answer to uh, this verse is the answer to chapter six, verse twelve, where it says, "For who knoweth what is good for a man in his life all the days of his of his vain life, which he spendeth, which he spendeth as a as a shadow. For who can can tell a man what shall be after him under the sun? So let's compare Paul's testimony here. So we see um, Paul's uh, uh, reputation in, in two Timothy six through eight says, "For I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand." I have found, I have fought the good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, 
and not me, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. We also see in verses two to four of our, our uh, reading that uh, there is contrasts uh, with living a sober life or perspective. So we see in verse two, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse two says. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For that is the end of all men, and the living will lay to it, uh, it, it to his heart. Living a sober life or perspective is better than mourning and sorrow with a life in the house of mirth. Now, mirth um, is means uh, superficial or worldly pleasure. That's what that means, that word mirth. So we see here that it's it's better it's better to live a life that is sober and have a, a sober perspective uh, than mourning and sorrow with a life uh, with a life in a house of mirth with superficial pleasures, because the living are reminded of the reality that death is appointed to all and should be seriously considered. We see in Hebrews chapter nine verse twenty seven and which we were quite familiar with. And, it's, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Mm. We see in Psalms 90 verse 12, So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. So let's live a life that is sober, sober and have a sober perspective, a sober outlook. We see in verse 3, Solomon is teaching us that sorrow is better than laughter. For uh, by the uh, sadness of the countenance, the heart is made better. So sorrow is more instructive than laughter. When we go through a difficult time, it teaches us and it grows us. But um, a time of laughter does very little, although there is joy momentary joy, but it soon fades. Um, there's no lasting um, understanding or, or growth spiritually. But through sorrow, uh, there is more instruction than laughter, uh, influencing, influencing the heart or mind to an awareness that life has a higher purpose than the pleasures of this world. So we see this in 2 Corinthians 7.10, for godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world work, worketh death. So we see in verse 4, I'm moving quickly because there's a lot to get through, uh, it says, The heart of the wise is, the, is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. We heard, we, I explained what uh, mirth means. Mirth is uh, a superficial um, use, uh, it means super, superficial or uh, a worldly pleasure. <clears throat> so, um, the wise man, so we, we see that what this, what this verse is saying is the wise man is uh, sensitive to the occurrence of death. Uh, his thought and sympathy being affected thereby, uh, but the fool is uh, heedless. Right. So the fool doesn't heed this, this, uh, uh, um, uh, 
this warning, I would say, wouldn't be a warning, uh, this instruction, and it's uh, more preoccupied by frivolity, more preoccupied by worldly pleasures than, than, than life instruction or, or the, uh, the consideration of, of what uh, lies ahead. So you, you, they're thinking about the now and the, the pleasures of this world and this moment as opposed to what lies ahead uh, in eternity. So we see in Proverbs 1, chapter 1, verse 22 says, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Proverbs 14, 7. Go from the presence of a foolish man, when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. So we should be avoiding people like that as well. We should be avoiding fools, and we should be avoiding foolish things. We see in verse 5, so these are the uh, um, the benefits of adversity. So we see through these verses, we see uh, the benefits of, of adversity. So we see uh, a warning. We see that uh, there's instruction, um, and we see now that uh, it is better to hear and accept rebuke of the wise than to listen to the song of fools. We hear in verse five. Now it says. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. So it's, it's better to, to get some, some rebuke uh, and hear and accept rebuke of the wise than to listen to the song of fools. So we see here, we see, uh, let's compare uh, an example of this. We see um, uh, the response of David to Nathan in 2 Samuel chapter 12 verses 1 to 13. So if you'd uh, like to, to join, uh, turn to 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 1 to 13. Yeah. We'll read through that together this morning. See the, um, the response of David to Nathan. And the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came unto him and said unto him, there, is two, there, there were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had, uh, which he had bought and nourished up, and, he, and it grew up together with him, and with his children, and it did eat of his own meat, and drank of his own cup, and lay in his bosom, and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveller uh, traveller unto the, unto the rich man, and he, uh, and he spared to take of his own flock, and of his own herd, to dress for the, the wayfaring uh, man, that was come unto him. But took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that had come to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said unto, said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. And he said, and he, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan said unto David, Thou art that man. Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, I, and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives to, into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? 
thou hast, hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall, shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast, hast taken the wife of Uriah the, the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will rise, uh, raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto the, thy neighbor. And he, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of the, the son. For thou didst it in secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. So we see David's uh, response to Nathan was a repentant part. Let's see, let's see another comparison. We see in Amos chapter 6 verses 1 to 8. This is the, this is the um, response of Israel to God just before going into captivity. <coughs> So, Amos chapter 6, verses 1 through 8 says, Woe to them that are in that e at ease in Zion, and trust in the mount of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations, to whom the house of Israel came. Pass ye unto Kelne, uh, and see that, that from thence go ye to Hamath the great. Then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Be they better than these kingdoms, or their border greater than your border, yet that put yet sorry ye that put far away the evil day and cause the seat of violence and come near, that lie upon beds of ivory and stretch themselves upon their couches and eat the lambs out of the flocks, flock and the calves out of the midst of the stall, they chant the uh, to the sound of the viol and uh, and in and invent to themselves instruments of music like David that drink wine in bowls and anoint themselves to cheap ointments, but they are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. Therefore, now shall they go captive with the first that go captive, and the banquet of them that stretch themselves shall be removed. The Lord God hath sworn by himself, saith the Lord, of, Lord, the God of hosts, I abhor the excellency of Jacob, and hate his palaces, therefore will I deliver up the city with all that is therein. See, this is, this is a warning of the Assyrian captivity, I believe, where uh, the chief among those in the northern tribes of Israel were taken captive because of their indulgences and carnal living and, and turning away from God. We see their response to God. It's not one of, of uh, a contrite spirit or, or repentant spirit like David uh, had. But it was a different response. We see there's, there's a, a different response uh, to, to uh, instruction here. So we see the first one is the, the, the response of, uh, of listening to the rebuke, and then the other one is uh, of listening to the songs of fools. So we see that the, the difference here is it's better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. So David heard, heard the, uh, uh, the rebuke of the wise when Nathan came to him. And the people of Israel uh, listened, rather listened to the song of fools. 
in this case. We saw the end of their, their decision to do that. And there was destruction, captivity. So it's this, this important to realize that we need to have the right response in adversity. So there are benefits to it. So we see the difference here. In verse 6, it says, For as the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is, it, so is the laughter of, of the fool. This also is vanity. Do we see the frivolous uh, utterance of the fool are as uh, the crackling of a rapidly burning fire of thorns under a pot? So, so it's, it's, have you ever had a, an open fire when you hear the pops and the squeaks and the, and the bangs and the, it does nothing to, to it does nothing to contribute to the fire or the heat, mm. but it's, it's just uh, has bursts of sparks and noise, and it doesn't contribute. It contributes very little uh, to the heat required to 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 boil uh, the, the pot or, or or to do of any good. So this is a demonstration of the futility of it. So we we see. Um, uh, so the laughter of a fool is, 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 is also uh, vanity. Um, <clears throat> so we see here, in our set, the second part of our, the, the message is, uh, we, we looked at the benefits of adversity, but we're now we're going to look at the, the patience required in adversity. Uh, we all need a bit of patience. I, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the, the, the biggest... Um, uh, Offenders, I would say, of uh, not having enough patience. I always need more, and the Lord knows, so He keeps uh, keep uh, bringing things into to test my patience. So uh, he, He's definitely working on me. Uh, <laughs> All good. <laughs> so um, the, we we need to have patience, and it's important to have patience in adversity. We see here in verse seven: Surely oppression maketh a wise man mad. And a gift destroys the heart. So the word gift here is, is talking about a bribe. It's talking about ill-gotten gains, as it were. Right? Uh, we need to consider the, the context here. So it, it appears that uh, to describe the vexation of the wise man who suffers from actions of one who misuses authority to oppress and obtain bribes. And practices uh, not uncommon, which, which is not uncommon back in the Old Testament times. And it's not uncommon now. Let's face it, people take, take, take bribes. It's, it's, I guess it's probably, it was probably easier to get away with back then than it is now, but sure enough, people do take bribes. Um, and these practices were not uncommon back then, uh, nor is it today. And we see in Exodus chapter 23, verse 8, uh, and thou shalt uh, take no gift, uh, for the gift blinds the wise and perverts the words of the righteous. It's talking about that same bribe gift, that 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 uh, uh, gift that um, shouldn't be taken. Deuteronomy sixteen nineteen says, Thou uh, shalt not rest judgment, thou shalt not respect persons, neither take a gift, a bribe. For a gift doth blind the eyes of the wide and pervert the words of the righteous. <clears throat> so a wicked in Proverbs chapter seventeen verse twenty three says a wicked man taketh a gift out of the bosom of perver, 
uh, out of the bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. So these are people who are in authority taking bribes to, to do unrighteous judgment. Isaiah 20, uh, 1.23 says, uh, Thy princes are rebellious and, com and companions of thieves. Everyone loveth gifts, gifts and followeth after rewards. They judge not the fatherless, neither uh, doth the cause of the, the widow come unto them. We see Isaiah 5.23, Which justify the wicked for reward, and take away the righteous of the righteous from him. Do we see this? The, the instruction from this is we need to be, be wary of, of these things. It's tempting to take these, these bribes to do, uh, to do things that are not uh, convenient or, or, or right. But um, we need to be mindful of these things and um, patiently be faithful and doing right is, is the instruction here. Uh, so we see in verse 8, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. So verse 8 urges patience rather than rash action when, when oppressed, and affirming uh, that conditions will eventually change for the better, and that a patient attitude is better than a proud spirit. The wise course is to defer conclusions or judgments until all evidence is in. So that's what we should be doing. So the better better is the end of the thing than the beginning beginning of thereof. So don't be hasty in making decisions so you know all the facts, right? And uh, and the patient spirit is better than the proud spirit. So um, be patient. Wait until the end of a matter, um, and we'll and, and you'll see uh, you'll come through. Um, through a better, uh, through that adversity than if you made a rash judgment. We see in Proverbs 14.29, uh, gives us some examples. Uh, there's three pro uh, Proverbs here, and, and also in James, we see some, uh, some wisdom here from Solomon here as well. And it says in 14.23, Proverbs 14.23, He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that uh, is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. We see in Proverbs 16.5, Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand joined in hand, he shall not be unpunished. We see in Proverbs 24.19, Fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious at the wicked. We see in James chapter 1, 19, uh, chapter 1 verses 19-20, to 20, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, Slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So be, be patient. Don't be have, don't have a proud spirit. Don't be proud in spirit. Wait until the matter is at an end, and you know all the facts before you make a decision. Be patient and adversity. We see in verse nine: Be not hasty in spirit uh, to be angry. Uh, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. See, verse 9 res uh, urges restraint um, of the, uh, the tendency to become exasperated or to, uh, by unjust oppression. Right? So it's, it's, such anger is, is the reaction of fools, the Bible says. 
and the fool continues in their anger. And the Christian should, uh, should deal with it. That's what the Christian should do. The fool uh, continues in their anger, but the Christian should deal with their anger. We should, we shouldn't, uh, we should be slow to anger uh, and slow to, to 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 speak, as James says. So we should we should be patient uh, with our with our outbursts and our uh, wanting to to get the upper hand in a, in, a, in a situation. But uh, it's better to uh, to be restrained and to um, not to, to take uh, uh, use your anger to try and resolve an issue it's best to, to, to be a bit more patient um, I think we, we can all uh, have a bit more patience from time to time we see in uh, some examples in Proverbs again Proverbs chapter 12 verse 16 a fool's wrath is presently known but a prudent man covereth shame we see in Proverbs fourteen seventeen, he that is soon to anger, uh, he that is soon angry, dealeth foolishly, and, and a man of wicked devices is hated. You see the outcome if you don't. We see in Ephesians four twenty six, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So we see the good example here. This is the good. So we see the bad. In Proverbs, uh, he that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. We see in Ephesians, ye angry and sin not. So it's, it's not a sin to be angry. But it's a sin to, to, to deal angrily. Uh, it's not good. So in, see in verse 10, Say not thou, what is the cause of... That is uh, that the former days were, were better than these, for thou dost not. So verse ten forbids asking to return to former easier days, in order to better cope with present problems. So it is not possible to live in the past, and it's unwise to ask such things. We see we see in, uh, uh, two examples of uh, when Israel did this. We see in the book of Numbers eleven. Uh, chapter 11, verses 4 to 6. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which uh, we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our soul is uh, dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. We see another example in Numbers chapter 14, 1 to 4, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that had we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in the wilderness? Wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword? sword? that our wives and our children should be, uh, be a prey. Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said one to another, let us uh, make a captain and let us return into Egypt. <sighs> yes. Well, that's not the right attitude. Looking back <laughs> and saying, oh, oh the, the good old days. Oh, 
wouldn't it be great, great if we didn't have to deal with, with the present uh, uh, adversity or oppression or, or, or issue that I'm dealing with now? It was so much better back then. It wasn't better. There was uh, it, going back does not solve any issues that you're currently pre uh, facing. We just need to be patient with the matter. And that's what I think uh, Solomon is trying to get at. Um, be steadfast. Um, we, we, we know uh, it's a, it's a 2 Corinthians uh, 1558 uh, 1 Corinthians 1558 I should say yes uh, 1 Corinthians 1558 therefore my brethren be ye steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know your labour is not in vain in the Lord just be patient your, your labor is not in vain. Just keep keep going. Be patient to see the end of the matter. And uh, you will come out uh, the better for it. We see in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 through uh, 11 through 12, we're nearly at the end now. So, uh, so it's, uh, how much time have we got? Oh, good. Plenty of time. Um, it's probably the longest message I've had over Ecclesiastes. Right, so we're looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 11 through 12. It says, Wisdom is good with an inheritance, and by it uh, there is profit to them that see the, sun, see the sun. For wisdom is a defense, and money is a defense. But the ex excellency of knowledge is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. We see in verses 11 and 12, it emphasizes um, the value of wisdom. So this, is, this part is... We're looking at um, part three of the messages, the wisdom needed in adversity. So we said, so verses 11 and 12, it emphasizes the value of wisdom to sustain the times uh, in times of adversity. Wisdom is good in an even greater sense than it, an inheritance, which through its wealth protects us against physical want. Um, in a deeper sense, wisdom protects um, the the greater needs of life. We see this in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 to 18. Happy is, is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof of fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things uh, thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are, are ways of ple uh, pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. It's talking about wisdom. You get those things which you're worried about when you have wisdom. The riches and, and, and all those things are the pleasant, uh, pleasantness and the length of days is in her right hand and after her, and in her left uh, hand riches and honor. Don't rely on the things that you have, the material things that you have. Through adversity it's better to have wisdom. It'll carry you through. 
And where do you get your wisdom? From this book. That's where you get it from. You don't need to seek anywhere else. You can seek godly counsel. That's one way of getting it. But they get it from the same place. Right? That's where you get it from. So just hold fast onto, onto this book. And it will carry you through adversity. It will. I, I can guarantee it. It will get you through. Mm -hmm. So in closing, I asked you a question. Can anybody remember what that question was? Right, the question was this morning, uh, what benefit is there in adversity? Well, it gives us an appreciation for the limited time we have. Uh, and it gives us an appreciation that we have that limited time. That limited time is also limits us to how much we can share the gospel with others. And that having a reputation of serving the Lord is far more valuable than any material luxury that we can have on this earth. And this all starts with putting our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. By realizing that we're all sinners and in the end and in need of a Savior. Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And he is the only way. He is the only way. And all you need to do is to realize that you're a sinner. And you need to realize that who God, who Jesus is, and Jesus is the Son of God. And he died for you on the cross, and he was buried, and he rose again on the third day. You put your faith and trust in him, and you believe in your heart that he died and rose again the third day, and you, you call upon his name. That's all you need to do to be saved. We pray that you would do that today if you've not already done it. Let's bow our heads and, and pray. Pray, Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for this message. Lord, we thank you that uh, you send adversity our way, but Lord, you also send uh, a way through it. And Lord, we pray you'd help us to be um, to see the benefits of adversity and to grow us through it. Pray that you'd help us to uh, not only see the benefits, but Lord, that uh, uh, see the need um, uh, uh, for wisdom uh, through adversity. And Lord, pray you'd help us to look at your word and uh, to find that wisdom that we need to get through uh, situations in our lives that we find difficult. And Lord, we pray that you'd help us not to to be slow to anger as well and not to be um, to be foolish and to, to have a proud spirit pray you bless each one now pray you bless the fellowship to follow and Lord we pray you bless each one in Jesus name we pray Amen Thank you